0: We are at the midway points
1: of the US Open, the last uh, Grand Slam of 2023. You can watch it. It's now streaming on Stan Sport. Every match, ad-free, center court in 4K. And the Australasian Academy of Tennis Coaches as well. Don't forget about them, AATC.tennis. And when we uh, talk about tennis in the US Open, there's only one man we turn to, Brett Phillips here on SEN. BP, uh, evening or good morning, what's your body clock at right now?
0: (laughs) Well, I just went for a walk, Jordy, because I've been basically uh, nocturnal in day hours. And I looked out and I thought, "Cheers, some blue sky! I got to get out and sample out for an hour." So it's a bit all over the shop. Uh, but look, if I was in New York, I'd be in a deep slumber right now, uh, technically. But yeah, I'm up <laughs> for the moment. So yeah, it's been a big week. But hey, we get excited when there's a couple of Aussies going into the second week. So uh, whatever tiredness I'm feeling, uh, that gets the endorphins and the, the energy uh, inside me to uh, to contemplate what. They both might potentially be able to do. They're both playing terrific tennis, Alex de and Rinky Hitchikata.
1: Absolutely, it's been. A, I've, I'm just trying to think back to the last time Australia has had uh, has has been this sort of rich in the top hundred uh, in men's tennis. We've got we've got well nine players now on the live rankings when the official rankings come out at the end of the, the US Open. Rinky Hijikata will be in the top 100. So there's nine oh, men in there, plus kind of the de facto top 100 ranking of uh, Nick Kyrgios, who's been out injured, but he's got a protected ranking. So you can sort of say nine slash 10 Aussie men in the top 100, which is the first... Well, I can't remember the last time it's been that um, that heavy for the Aussies. Uh, and and two players now in the second week of a Grand Slam with Alex Dimonor and Rinky Hijikata. Aussie men's tennis has, um, has suddenly hit a hit a sort of a a, a a rich point now.
0: Yeah, like, it's in a good place. And, uh, yeah, I think anyone who, um, you know, listens into the first serve each week, we, we bang on about it. And I've sort of wanted us to raise the bar even further, too, to say, okay, it's, I mean, 100 is sort of in tennis, uh, you know, the scale of the rankings and there's so many players that are ranked, of course, it goes, you know, beyond 1,000 players when you're, You go all the way through and Australia's got a a long uh, list of uh, representatives traveling the world at different tiers of the tour. But, you know, the top 100 is sort of regarded as the the point where you've actually made it. And, you know, you can actually start to make a living out of the sport. It guarantees you get into the four grand slams as your nice sort of base payment, if you like. And, you know, I want us to sort of really start pushing more of our guys into the top 50. And we start to see that uh, Popperin and Purcell and uh, Bukic have all been sampling the top 50 over the last few weeks, and and get a bit closer to where Alex Diminor has sort of set the benchmark, getting inside the top 20, and you know maybe closing in on the top 10, which would be a magnificent achievement uh, this year. I think they've all got the capacity to do it. And, and when you have that big cluster all coming through together, they certainly drive each other. There's a real bond between the Australian guys. Obviously, they spend a lot of time on the road together. They hit together. They go to dinner together. They're always enjoying each other's success, uh, which is great, even though you know, it's an individual sport. And obviously, there's still, you know, so much pride in representing Australia when the Davis Cup does come around, which will be post uh, the US Open. So, you know, uh, uh, Davis Cup means different things to different countries, but to Australia with our history and tradition, even though the format has changed, and there's arguments for and against that, uh, still to represent the green and gold is what you want to do. So there's a few more putting themselves into the frame, which is great because it gives Leighton Hewitt plenty to ponder. But, look, I'm I'm absolutely delighted for Rinky Higikata, Jordan, because, you know, we've watched his uh, journey from the juniors all the way through. We saw him at 600, 500, 400, into the threes, into the twos, and you always knew he had something. Uh, technically well set up, works hard, really diligent, got an all-court sort of game, obviously gained a bit of notoriety, winning the Australian Open doubles with uh, Jason Kubler. Many people hadn't heard of Rinky before that. Uh, who don't follow tennis on a week-to-week basis. A couple of years over at North Carolina, I think all that crew were on court 17 yesterday, the collegiate crew uh, Mm -hmm. in his corner getting him over the line. And it's just great reward. And I always thought at some stage he's probably going to crack it. His build has just been a little slower, even though (laughs) he's 22. So, yeah, he's still a baby, really. And. Uh, a lot of the players, unless you're a freak out, like Algaraz or Runa or Sinner, you're not peaking until you're about 27, 28. But yeah, you know, I'm wrapped, he's got in, and now the next job is for him to stay in. So it's mm-hmm. to try and consolidate, first of all, that ranking between, say, 100 and, you know, 75, and and then just chip away and work his way towards the top 50. Because once you get in, you don't want to go back out.
1: No, exactly right. And And his tournament. So far, I mean, when he when he beat Martin Fuchevich in the second round, I mean, Fuchovic is a kind of player who is sort of perennially in the top 50. He's, you know, even around the 30s or so, occasionally gets himself seated for, for slams. Um, but he's just a hard player. He's almost like a rite of passage player. If you can get through Martin Fuchevich, then you sort of know you're on the right direction. And and Kata breezed past him. He won one, two and one in, in that match. And so when, when you're beating sort of seasoned veterans like that who are, you know, Fuchovic is a hard player. He's he's a he's a gritty yeah. player. He can play five sets. He's physically fit. Mm. He's a he's a he's an absolute weapon when when he's um <laughs> uh, you know physically wise. His, his physique is incredible. So if if is getting past guys like Fuchevich and then and then and then digging it out to to beat Zhang in the in the next round as well, who's a player on the up, that's sort of, you know he's got the minerals Idracard if he's beating players like that in this in a slam.
0: Nah, spot on. Uh, I, I couldn't believe that scoreline uh, against Martin because you're right, he's got the reputation as being a hard man to beat. Uh, I've always thought he probably should be ranked uh, a bit better than what he is, but he's just struggled for consistency across his career. I mean, he looks the part. He's never always totally played the part, but he's not uh, the easiest guy to beat. He makes you work hard. Uh, to see that score, to score line was, uh, wow, you thought, OK, well, this, is, uh, this is, you know, Rinky really emerging. And, you know, look... The draw, sometimes you just need a little opening, too, because, you know, Zhang had beaten Kasparu, so that opened up for him to play a third unseated player. You can only beat who you beat, but he's beaten players above him in the rankings, which is all positive ticks. So that, that's, you know, that's been great for Rinki, and he's got the game. I mean, he can generate his own power, but he can absorb power really well, and his hand racket skills are magnificent to then be able to redirect the ball. Uh, he's got a really decent serve on him, plenty of pop in that. He's a comfortable mover forward. That's all the doubles he's played. I mean, I think back... You know, when you start on the tour down at the ITF level and the challenges, just to earn money on the tour, guys are always playing singles and doubles until you get to a point where you think, OK, my, the singles trajectory's going pretty well. I'll just really zero in on that. So He's a natural um, mover, which you know traditionally a lot of the Aussies have been. They've never been totally anchored to the baseline. They they love the, the serve volley or you know just any opportunity if you can hit a good approach shot to get in get in and put some pressure and dominate the net. Uh, so he's he's got all the tools I can tell you, and he's got a great attitude. Mark Draper uh, has been a great coach for him. Uh, you know, Mark's been in the system a long time. He's coached a lot of our Aussies on their journey. And those two are yeah, proving to be a good combination. So, yeah, up against the big foe uh, next, uh, Francis TFO, which is going to be a, you know, tremendous opportunity for Rinky. Uh, if you want to watch that match, we're looking at it approximately 5 a.m., uh, depending what happens in the first two matches, Geordie, tomorrow. But, yeah, on uh, Louis Armstrong, so he gets onto one of the big courts. And I think this will be the first time that Francis hasn't played on Arthur Ashe. Uh, But he is Mm -hmm. the ultimate showman, Tiafo, But the thing I like about him is that he's really knuckled down now and he's still entertaining. He's still got a smile on his face. He wants to please the crowd, but he's winning a lot of tennis matches. And you you couldn't get more chalk and cheese with him and his coach, Wayne Ferreira, the stodgy Mm -hmm. uh, South African, couple of semis at the AO uh, back many years. But they just complement each other uh, so well as player and coach. And, you know, Tiafo always had that comparison to Kyrgios in a lot of ways, but the thing is now Francis is actually fulfilling, um, you know, the potential and loves playing on the tour. So it's a big step up for Rinky, but, you know, the way he's playing, who knows?
1: Alex Demonor has been uh, has been really impressive in this tournament as well, dropped a set in his first round match, but then whizzed through his next two matches against Yibing Wu and, and Nicholas Jarry, who aren't. Pushovers, you know, Wu is another Chinese player on the rise and, and jerry has been around the mark for a little bit now. He's a seeded player, but Demonor into the fourth mm. round now and he'll take on uh, Daniil Medvedev, who um, who got through Sebastian Baez today. A late finish, though. Finished at, well, 3.30 Melbourne time, so I don't know what that was New York time, but it was very late. I know that for, for certain. Yeah. But, um, so he's, he's got that, I guess, Demonor, He's got a bit a bit of extra time to recover than Medvedev does, but uh, it's been pretty easy so far for Demonor, but it's about to get a lot harder.
0: Wow, how good have these last two matches been! I, you know, I, I called the uh, the match uh, against um, Bing uh, a couple of nights ago, and I thought, okay, we well, might be in here for a little uh, three hour type <laughs> sit down and an hour and twenty seven. Lincoln, you miss it. I mean, it was just phenomenal. And then he's gone out and absolutely towed up Jerry today, which, you know, and I've, I've watched Nicholas Jerry play a lot of tennis this year. He's one hundred and fifty in the world at the start, and he had a doping violation going back two years ago, so that's him back, but. Everyone knew he had a big game, uh, like a lot of the South Americans, you know, probably better on the clay. But uh, with his reach, he can play on all surfaces, big serve. But, so this is a great example today of someone of uh, Demonor's stature out on court uh, because in the preview you're going, okay, well, we know Jerry's going to serve big. If he hits his spots, he's going to be a, a tough one to break. But Demonor is such a good returner. He's such a good anticipator. His feet move so well, he can get that early strike on the ball and take it early. And it's magnificent when you've got a little asterisk next to your name, when people are scanning down the drawers, opponents, and they're thinking, oh, I've got to play Alex like, this is, I know I just know I've got to be on from ball one because this guy is going to build pressure on me. He's going to return a lot of balls. And, what, 10 unforced errors today in three sets of tennis. That's how consistent Alex is. So he's always, Jordan, in this mindset of, Counterpuncher and then aggressive how do i get that balance right because there's times where he's got to be patient in the rallies and there's other times where he's got to go no nah, i'm going i'm going for it and i'm going to um i'm going to paint the lines a little bit but i'm going to push these guys back get them back into uncomfortable areas and it's just a beautiful blend of both at the moment he's a smart player demon he knows what assets he's got and he's using those to its full advantage. And, but he's trying to just gain a percent here or there, whether it's on the serve, a bit more on the forehand. And he's closing in on the top 10. I just think this is a great opportunity. He's beaten Medvedev this year. And Medvedev, look, he was challenged by, yeah, by his in that third set uh, today, finished about 1.30 New York time. And, um, and he got past O'Connell, but there was a scare there for Medvedev. Had a set taken off him. We know Daniil can get, you know, it's an emotional roller coaster of him through a tennis match. But he he can also reset pretty well. I think it's a great matchup for the demon, and he's running on top of the ground right now. I, I think the most important thing is whatever we believe, Jordan. He actually has got the belief that he now belongs right at that top echelon. That's to me. That's the way he's playing at the moment.
1: BP, we'll uh, we'll go in, or you'll go into it a lot further tomorrow night on the first serve. There's so many different storylines. The women as well has been really exciting. There's there's a whole bunch of names in this fourth round, like. Uh, Arnaldi and, and Hijikata, we've mentioned, uh, Draper from the UK, uh, Stricker, Shelton, yep. who's, who's re-emerging again. All these names that are, are new names in the fourth round and it's been really, um, really delightful to see some of these these names, quali- some qualifiers and some wild cards who have gone far. So uh, we have, we've run out of time here, but I know you'll go into it into, into depth tomorrow on uh, on the first serve. Yeah, it's
0: a good time. Uh, get up and watch Rinky, get behind him tomorrow and we'll yeah, dissect it from eight uh, tomorrow night. Thanks, Jordy.